Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we're here at our Istanbul office with Cameron Degen. Cameron, welcome. Hello there. Cameron, do you remember the um, a few days ago in our Monday meetings, yeah. early Monday meetings, you, you gave me an, an, an interesting statistic. You said if you, this was after your trip to America, you said if you put empty commercial properties on top of one another, it it's it, records taller than Mount Everest or some stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said something the like that? The vacant, vacant yeah. commercial premises in the US, right. currently, if they were stuck together, right. that form a mountain that is actually a lot higher than the peak on Mount Everest. That's a very interesting statistic. And that fired up certain thoughts in my mind when I looked at uh, America and, and the real estate market there, the level of supply, yes. how the properties are leveraged and, yes. and the mature market and the mature economy it has its own dynamics. Then ultimately you have this boom and bust economy. You have real estate bubbles that are forming and then busting. And I was talking to some of our clients and they were asking me, say, Alain, for the past three, four years, Turkey enjoyed Turkish real estate enjoyed uh, a significant amount of value growth. Uh, do you think there's a bubble in Turkey or is it about the bust? What do you think we should do and, 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 and whatever? So I thought, why don't I bring this topic to this very table and we discuss. And let me ask you a question straight up. Is there a bubble in Turkey? I don't think there's an answer to that or yes or no answer to that. Okay, yeah. I really don't think that. First of all, let's define what you mean by a bubble. Give me what bubble is in, in, in a traditional right. sense. When people use this terminology, bubble in a particular market, what they really are trying to say is that there are more sellers than potential buyers. This is mm -hmm. what they're really saying. Right. So if you have more sellers, less buyers, after a period there is likely to be a bust. Mm. In other words, the bubble will burst. People will yep. lower price down will the prices. Down, bop, 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 uh, yeah. you know, poop, 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 like that. Yes. Now, this is a symptomatic of boom and bust economies. True, yeah. If you look at Turkey from outside, and if you're not too familiar with the dynamics in Turkey, the demographic dynamics, and, and, and the real estate landscape of Turkey, you could indeed look at the statistics and conclude that, hey, there's a bubble here. Because if you look at property values in Turkey from the beginning of 2020, say, to where we sit today, the middle of 2023, that's a three and a half year period, the average price increase, say, in Istanbul, in hard currency terms, is almost 40%. Right, 35%, 40%. I don't yeah. think there's any other country, certainly no developed world country, that has recorded 30 40% real estate growth in the last three years. Not even I don't close. think there is, not even close. Not even close. So if you look at this from this viewpoint and compare it to other countries, you would easily be forgiven for thinking that there's a bubble here. Mm -hmm. But if then you kind of adjust your microscope 
and put Turkey under the lens properly and start dissecting and analyzing, then you realize that the dynamics that we have on our hands here are very, very different to a lot of the other countries. True, yeah. So there is no bubble, but at the same time, there is a segment of the market that will, in my opinion, be losing value and losing quite a bit of value over the next three to five years, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. So as far as that particular segment is concerned, yes, there is a bubble there. It's not your typically formed bubble, as I explained. The, the factors that form this particular bubble are very, very different to boom and bust economies that I explained. But yes, there will be a price off there. There will be significant value loss, in my opinion, in that segment. So you could call it a bubble. Oh, but then on, there's on. another segment in the Turkish real estate, which I think demand a lot more than overweight supply and will do so for the next 10, 20 years. So there, I expect prices to keep on climbing. We need to elaborate on this uh, particular <laughs> subject. Now, we, we have said we have said that um, no, there is not a bubble in Turkey in in a, in, a, in a traditional sense in the way that bubbles mm. are referred and the way the bubbles form in the Western world and Western economies. We cannot possibly import those terminologies here to Turkey and apply it here. Hundred percent. But yeah. you are saying that yes, it is true that there are certain property segments, certain segments of real estate in Turkey that will, that have already started losing value, that will continue losing value and certain segments will carry on appreciating the value. Now, talk to me a little bit about those very dynamics that you talked okay. about and let's identify these segments one by one. There are two fundamentals that affect the Turkish real estate market over and above any other developed country. Mm. Let's look at Istanbul's population in 1965. In 1965, Istanbul's population was around 2.5 to 3 million people. True, yeah. Today, Istanbul's population is 17, if not 20 million right. people. Now, this level of urban migration that took place in as little as four decades has not happened anywhere else in the developed world. True. For example, the population of, of London, just after the First World War, was around 9 million people. Today, the population of London is about 10 million people. Do you understand the difference? Right, it's the same. Now, so if you are having to build a city in as little as four decades, and the influx of people that are coming for whom you're building homes are not necessarily people who come in with deep pockets who can afford quality homes. Quite the contrary, there are people who've come from central Anatolia, the poorest parts of the country sure. at the time, looking for their fortunes in the city whose pavements are paved by gold, mm. Istanbul. So when these people came, very quickly, well, over four decades, they formed shabby and shanty townships all over Istanbul, including some of the most central prime locations. What did we have four months ago, five months ago in Turkey? Mm. We had a massive earthquake. Right. This has brought yet again to the forefront of people's minds 
the risks of earthquake. Hmm. And guess what? Istanbul is on a fault line. Right. And guess what? A great majority of the properties built throughout the mid to late 60s, certainly 70s, 80s, and almost all the way up to the end of 90s, the four decades, suffer from inferior quality and they're not earthquake compliant for the reasons I mentioned. We get 10 calls a day for regeneration, people who are trying to offer their apartment blocks to us to regenerate them. Right. It's a massive call in the country for dumping old properties right now, particularly in Istanbul. What does that mean? Those prices are going to tumble down. The properties that fall into that segment, okay, no matter where they are, they're not desirable. They are going to suffer a massive price loss, in my opinion. So in that segment, we're going to see price Run losses. Run away from that. Run away from that segment. There's another segment where I expect a bit of a steam to come off. Hmm. And that is the retail commercial segment. Hmm. Because, as you know, Turkey is one of those countries that has the biggest take-up on online business. Right. Okay, if you look at statistics. So, it's particularly after COVID or during COVID, people buy their shoes, buy their clothes, they buy their, they even buy their cars online without seeing that. Okay, so if you are one of those um, retailers that, that sell this and that, you don't have this client experience and entertainment value. All you have is products to sell. Well, those products that you sell, people can now buy online easily, easily and headache-free. You would be better off renting a warehouse and keeping your inventory there, showcasing yes. them online and selling yeah. them online. Exactly. So that means that um, a lot of the retail outlets um, over the next 10 years are likely to shut down, hmm. which means that the demand for them is going to go down. So I expect prices to come down there too. Cameron, you talked about certain segments uh, that are going to lose value in the near future. You said the old properties and you even said maybe potentially commercial properties that are going to lose value. But now talk to me about the segment that you believe that will carry on increasing in value. Simply due to demand and supply equation in the new modern earthquake compliant housing segment, we have a significant shortage. Um, supply falls short, in fact, significantly short of demand. Right. And it will be so for the next 10, possibly 20 years, because according to the latest statistics, we in Istanbul, only in Istanbul, have no less than a million to million and a half properties, well, houses, accommodation, that needs to be regenerated. Now, right. that's going to take probably a good part of 10, 15 years to do, which means the demand and supply equation, the gap between demand and supply, isn't going anywhere fast. There's going to be a shortage of quality new builds for the next 10 years. Now, in that segment, I expect the exact opposite of a bubble. Well, whatever that terminology is, or if there is a terminology of that nature, I expect that to happen, which means yeah. prices will go up further True. and further. If we are to carry on on the same analogy, if yeah. I am trying to let go of my old property, um, 
I have a competition because there are so many other people exactly. wanting to sell their property as well. So yeah. I need to lower my price down as much as possible so that I can sell my property. But so on the other sale. hand, yeah. since the uh, earthquake compliant new modern uh, comprehensive residential compounds come in limited at time, I have another competition there, which is the demand competition. Those properties aren't available. So there is a push and a pull uh, for the prices to go that. up. So Even if you manage to sell your old property, yes. you still have to top up what right. you received for the sales proceeds no. in order to access quality accommodation because already quality accommodation new builds are already notably more expensive than equivalent older properties right and what i'm saying is that gap is going to get wider and wider and wider true that in itself is going to give another bumper to the property prices true. so now that's a good thing from the investor's viewpoint mm -hmm. or foreign investor's viewpoint who are coming into the market round about now or mm -hmm. now between now till when prices start going up again, which in my opinion is at least another 12 months away. So right. we do have a good window of opportunity to come into the market when the activity is very, very low now. True. And it will be so for the next six to 12 months. True. Uh, I mean, uh, if, if I am to summarize all the things that you've said, you basically said that um, there is not a bubble in Turkey yes. in the, the way it is referred to be in, in the Western world or the textbook definition of a bubble. Yes. There is no such thing in Turkey because it's a it's a country that is polarized, you know, politically and, and everything. It is polarized in the real estate industry as well. I mean, you have, look at the tower that we are living, right? It's, it's a luxury tower at the heart of Istanbul with all the facilities and amenities. Right across, uh, there are homes that were built 60, 70 years ago. And, and those 60, 70 years ago, Six to seven years old properties are not the most desirable properties per se. They lack a lot to uh, desire. They left a lot to be desired anyway. But in the traditional sense of how bubbles are formed, currently we are observing one giant bubble that is being formed. And that is totally my opinion. When I look at the Dubai market, okay, it's a textbook definition of a bubble that is being formed every single day. There are people that I know myself who used to operate in Turkey until a few months ago, they're running to Dubai thinking that there are amazing commissions and all the foreigners are coming and there's so much money and we can make so much money and sell a lot of real estate. And it's a, it's a foreign powered real estate industry over there, which I know isn't going to end well for the majority of the people. Now, what is your take on the, what I think the biggest bubble that uh, we are going, we see in the region that is forming up every single day? What's your take on Dubai? Well, Adin, I think you are probably the devil in disguise, huh? because you know exactly what question to ask me, because he right. knows that he know, he's, he's touching on that on that open wound is yeah. is adding salt to injury here, Aladdin. You see, the thing is, everybody I'm you. everybody is poking me really yeah. badly here because everybody in this office knows my thoughts about Dubai. Right? Okay. No disrespect. You own homes in Dubai. You've invested in Dubai. You are from Dubai. Beautiful place, and certainly you guys have are doing fantastic marketing of what you have. But I don't, for you know, the love of God understand 
why anyone would invest in Dubai. I'm very serious about this. And obviously, you know, people are probably now sitting and watching this and thinking, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. How comes he doesn't understand why people are investing in Dubai? It's a fantasy. I don't get it. It's plastic fantastic. Mm. It's not a real place. The climate, you can't even walk in the street. Hence, everybody's... So their, their, their idea of an outing is take a trip to a shopping mall, shop around, and sit in air-conditioned hotels. I mean, what is that? Is that a life? For me, no. I'm sorry. But leave that aside. Let's look at the real estate market in Dubai. Right. Do a graph of prices in Dubai. Now, you'll see something very, very interesting. Sub-lending crisis hits global markets, 2008 and 9. Dubai busts. Mm -hmm. Some people lost up to 70% of property values in Dubai in 2008 and 9 period. Right. That was the bust, the biggest bust that, the, mm -hmm. that we saw in the world in the last so many years. And then sort of prices come down 50, 60, 70%. They stay there for a year or two. And then massive marketing efforts, the market kind of comes back. Price starts going up again because people fall into the same trap. They're buying Dubai, right? They're buying. 2014-15, another crash. If you look at it, 2008, 2014, six, seven years, another crash. So I would say to Aladdin, we are due another bust in Dubai any day now. Mm -hmm. Well, in fact, my expectation is 2025. Mm -hmm. I think in 2025, when markets like Turkey start coming back, mm -hmm. when Western economies start boosting growth again, so people mm -hmm. go inward investing, we're going to see another bust in Dubai. So guys who are invested in Dubai, brace yourselves. You are about to see another massive bust there. Let's not create a doom and gloom I'm not creating scenario. a doom and gloom. All I'm right. saying is Dubai, every seven to 10 years, experiences a bust. Just no, look correct. at it and you'll see. So we are due another one within the next two, maximum two and a half years. True. I mean, the reason why we're talking about Dubai and the reason why we're talking about boom and bust economies and the reason why we are filming because this Because we're talking about episode. a bubble. So uh, we, we, we needed to right. kind of, we needed to draw a parallel to Dubai where we think there is going to be a massive bubble that's right. going to burst, making a lot of people cry big time. Right. A hundred percent. That is exactly what I think. And Yes, the reason why we are doing this episode is because people couldn't really make sense of the yes. value growth in Turkish real yeah. estate over the past few years, which has outperformed many other countries. Now, uh, the reason why we've done this episode is so that I wanted you to explain some of the reasons and some of the dynamics within the uh, country itself and, and the real estate industry as a whole and certain segments where you mm -hmm. expect value growth, where you expect uh, a value loss. And um, we have identified and we have clearly said that Turkey does not fit in any textbook definition of no. a bubble. No. Um, no. There is no bubble. There isn't a bubble. However, as I said, um, there are a few segments that, in my opinion, will inevitably crash. True. Old properties built between 60s all the way up to end of 90s, majority of them, not all of them, majority right. of them, 
and um, the retail outlets segments of the commercial True. of the commercial real estate. True. I mean, I don't, I don't even think that it's a valid question. Is that a bubble in Turkey? Bubbles generally apply to mature real estate markets. Yeah. Turkish yeah. real estate market is a very much need-driven yeah. uh, market. Yeah. Um, so no, I do not expect that. Anyway. Cameron Degen, uh, thank you very much for this episode. So our takeaway uh, from this is exactly that. And I want to elaborate on this Dubai issue because the moment I go on Instagram, I see a lot of these ads. I see uh, some of my friends going to Dubai and all of a sudden be becoming real estate agents in two months and, and selling and making it's, commissions it's and everything. everything about it is fake. Right. It's, it's, everything it's, about it's like, it. It's like a gold rush. Even the way in, they in sell America. real estate. Is right. It's, it's, it's just... Yes, certain scantily dressed girls in in two months I don't later mind that, they're though. becoming. I, don't I, I know, mind I know, that. you don't mind don't that, mind but that. in two months they're becoming real estate experts. Yep, you know, experts. Uh, experts in two yes. months yeah. they they become real estate experts. They they're trying to sell me Dubai real estate, and the moment I ask him a few questions, and they're like, eh, "Sorry, uh, I I'll, I'll make my manager call you," and and, and yeah. I ask a few more questions to the manager because the manager's been there for the past six months, by the way. Manager, <laughs> not, not the, the manager is. <laughs> yeah. Well embedded. The, the, the manager is well embedded. <laughs> and then the manager directs you to another manager. Yada, 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 yada. Um, I don't think Dubai is a place to invest at all. Look, you have to view Dubai market as a almost like a speculative investment. True. If you're smart, if you know when to get in, when to get out, you can make a lot of money. True. However, if you look at it as, you know, that traditional way of real estate because re let's face it real estate generally is a long-haul investment mm -hmm. real estate is not a speculative investment and mm -hmm. it really shouldn't be in my opinion but you know if, if if you look at it like that and get caught you can lose a lot of money in dubai true a lot of money yeah you're right you're right anyway uh we'll, we'll talk about it in the upcoming episodes let's Come do on. that Cameron Degen, thank you very much, Thanks guys. Thank you very much for watching. If thank you're you. interested in reaching out to us with this WhatsApp number, you can do so. Thanks a lot. See you in the next one.